Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're not a malicious soul and you want to help out, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Anani19087, $6 per week. This is from a few years back, but it's a good one. I was working as a shipwright at the time, which, if you're not familiar with, the term means I was basically a nautical carpenter. A carpenter in a shipyard. Well, it was a union job, everyone in the yard got paid the same. But since shipwrights generally bring bags of their own personal tools to the job, we got paid an extra 15 cents an hour to compensate us for wear and tear. You just write OT on your time card at the end of the day, so the payroll department knew to put you down at the own tools rate. Anyway, it seemed to me at the time to be a fairly reasonable setup. So one Friday, the foreman says that the yard isn't going to be paying the own tools bonus any longer. Seemed kind of petty to me, but there wasn't anything much to be done about it, so at quitting time I just took my bags with me and went home. In other words, I took home all my saws, squares, driver guns, basically everything that's required to do any shipwright work. I didn't really give it another thought until Monday morning rolled around and the foreman was assigning tasks for the day. He tells me, okay OP, the some such boat is sitting up behind Drydock 9, they need a cabinet of some sort built into their wheelhouse, go ahead and get after it. I say no problem, I'm just going to need a saw, a square, a driver gun, a pencil, you see where this is going. So the foreman just stares for a second and says, where the heck are all your tools? I said, well you said we weren't getting paid to bring our own bags anymore so I took mine home, what's the problem? This guy spent the better part of two days searching for enough equipment for me to be able to go get this project started. And even then, the tools he found were just worn out junk, so everything took three times as long to accomplish. I spent the two days methodically sweeping out the shop about 35 times. We were getting paid roughly $40 an hour at the time, so I figured the yard spent around $600 paying me to sweep the shop repeatedly in order to avoid paying me $6 a week to keep performing my actual job. If that's not good management, I don't know what is. Would you guys agree that OP is completely fair in what they're doing? That if a job requires you to bring your own supplies, that you should get paid some small amount for bringing your own supplies and using them on the job site? Or do you feel like that kind of thing should be just expected from a job like for a shipwright? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by another Will, entitled Karen Gets Cancelled. I'm a customer service manager for a very large entertainment and broadband company. Part of my job is listening to calls raised off to me by my agents in relation to complaints, etc. One of my agents had a customer on the line going mental about her daughter's phone and broadband services being restricted for not paying. Customer claims the last person she spoke to said her bill would be cleared and she didn't have to pay. So I listen to that call and the customer is awful from the get-go. Making fun of the advisor's name, the name being Merlin, she was making jokes about her being a wizard and how stupid her name was mainly. 
shouting at her for over an hour about how we've committed fraud because we won't read her daughter's bank details out on the call to her. She then starts going mad when the advisor tells her we couldn't take payment because three different credit cards were declined on the account in three different months. Abuse goes on for an hour and 45 minutes, and I feel so bad for the advisor at this point. Customer starts going mental that her daughter never has credit cards, again that we've committed fraud, and she's coming to the agent's call center to find her. When the agent asks how we could possibly have committed fraud, the customer puts her foot in it goes into a rage and then tells her she let her daughter, who's only 17, go into the store and take the broadband contract with us and the customer knew she had to be over 18. How it was our fault and blah blah for not doing our checks and so on. Her daughter came on the line screaming just as bad as her too. Our customers need to be 18 plus to have contracts with us. We run basic debt checks to see if they have defaulted accounts with us, but nothing more. After raising the account off to the fraud team, I had the pleasure of calling them back to tell them they were cancelled with immediate effect. Of course, she started screaming at me until I told her I wasn't here to be screamed at. It clearly wasn't up for discussion and that I'd be hanging up. If she'd been nice and not acted like she was on a pedestal and untouchable, then the services wouldn't have been cancelled. Don't you love when loudmouthed Karens shoot themselves in the foot? I just think in general, when you're calling a company that has a customer service representative, you need to know that despite your anger, despite your rage that you're feeling, that person has nothing to do with the stuff you're upset about, and yelling and witching at them is not going to solve it. And if anything, that person's human, it's only going to make them resent you more and probably try to not help you when they might have leniency to go a little extra out of the way and help you. This next story is by Rebel Scum CSH. So you want to get fussy about the non-existent dress code? I can work with that. I work in upscale catering with a busy corporate division, as well as our private events like weddings and such. The staff wore jeans and a t-shirt, which was fine for corporate deliveries of lunch and the like. My daily workwear is jeans, a crisp white shirt, and Converse Chuck Taylor shoes. Red Chucks for the record. I also have full sleeve tattoos on my arms and a resting murder face. Personality is a total contrast to outward appearance, however, in that I'm very outgoing and I like to get people to laugh, which I'm very good at with our clients. As such, the company owner's given me a lot more slack about some of the more formal rules in place because he knows I can make an event run smooth like rich creamery butter. So my department head has a pickle in her butt about the chucks I wear, constantly on my butt about wearing red shoes. For months, she's harped me almost daily until finally she wrote me up. When I was at the meeting dealing with the write-up, I told her that I would not wear my red shoes anymore, to which she looked extremely satisfied and pleased with herself. Till the next day, when I shut up an orange and white checkered Vans, it's a small malicious compliance, but it's what I got, and I'll never forget the look on her face when she realized how pointless her argument was. I think the bottom line is the guy at the very top has your back and is okay with it, so no matter what, I feel like you're pretty protected no matter what you do. As long as what you do is within reason. Our next story is by the luminous being, only do what I was hired to do? If you say so. Backstory, I worked as a graphic designer, illustrator, concept artist, 2D slash 3D designer, and animator, getting the idea yet, for a company called Magic Memories. 
It's one of those companies that sets up a giant green screen in front of attractions and takes your picture. Then when you're coming out, tries to sell you a photo book with your pictures edited inside these templates tailored for that site. Their sets designed for each attraction and all themed to fit accordingly. I was originally hired to be a graphic designer who makes the Photoshop documents used for the photo templates. That was it. I mentioned I could do 3D work and eventually incorporated that into my designs as well. After noticing my 3D capabilities, I helped out by working on the design and build side, creating architectural models for the set designs and sales areas for the new sites. Because I was skilled artistically, I was also tasked with creating the concept art for these new themed sets as well. It was like being a budget imagineer, if you're familiar with Disney at all, except I didn't get paid over $35,000 a year to do all these jobs. None of that was a formal promotion. Nothing had documentation. Just try this out, see how you do, and then never actually turning into anything. I wore every hat in the creative team and outshined every other designer in each department by a long shot. I was the only one who knew how to animate digital signage as well as a few other minor things as well. Story. One day I was doing what I do and this snake of a salesman comes up to my little cubicle and asks for help with some kind of marketing material for a pitch document. It doesn't take long and was fairly simple to do. I didn't think anything of it. A couple days later, my manager, who isn't the original manager that hired me, this is someone who got promoted into this position later on, pulls me aside and yells at me for not following protocol and not following the correct channels the design team goes through to get work done. She saw something in my work I did for the sneaky salesman and was mad she had to change something last minute before it all went out. If I remember correctly, it was something stupid like text needing to be shifted a little more to the right. She was also mad that she didn't know that art existed because there was never a design request created for it. I don't like how you went behind my back to do this, etc. From now on, don't help other departments and just do what you were hired to do. I'm the manager, not you. I already hated this freaking company and wanted to watch it burn from the inside, so I graciously agreed. I wouldn't do anything that wasn't in my original hiring letter. All the concept art for the new sites halted, no new artwork for pitch designs to acquire more sites, all video content for sales areas stopped, no one to animate the videos that loop on screens, planned drawings and 3D mockups for different sites ceased, architects and builders had no idea what to make or what to build it out of. Sales didn't get any collateral to help their pitches to acquire new sites, making it far more likely to lose bids for new attractions. It takes a month, I'm honestly surprised to be honest, for my manager to get back to me. Hey, I noticed you're behind on a lot of your tasks on Asana. It's a website we use to track who's doing what and due dates, etc. What's up with that? We have many urgent things that need to go out ASAP. Where are you with X and Y? Z needs to be finished by this time to meet the deadline. I remember vividly that I just stared at my screen and deadpan said, Oh, I wasn't hired to do any of that. I'm just supposed to make these templates, remember? And pointed at my screen while I wiggled this sea lion I had selected in Photoshop around. Not long later, they tried to formally raise my responsibilities. And when asked if a raise was to follow this increase in work, they offered a $500 a year increase. I accepted and walked to my desk, wrote up a letter, and quit. 
forcing them to pay out my two months of PTO I had saved up with my new increased hourly rate of like two cents because of the crappiest raise in history. Company was bleeding money because the CEO and his best friend paid themselves a ridiculous salary and refused to take a pay cut in lieu of helping out the employees or the business itself. Things began to fall apart. I can only imagine what they lost after I ditched them. Honestly, like, I can only imagine how powerful it must have felt knowing that you're the glue that's holding this together and these people have been screwing you over for so long and being able to finally just say, forget it, picking the whole thing up and walking away with it knowing they're doomed. I have a lot of respect for OP to just accept that, pick it up and leave because I feel like alternatively you could have like figured to yourself what that magic number would be to make you stay and demand that or else you would leave. But the fact of the matter is OP hated that company and hated working there. So rip that bandaid off and get out of there I suppose. And our final story of the days by Barnacle Baylor stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. For a year, I've been under the leadership of a new boss at work. Everything was fine until a month ago when I turned in an expense report that had an unexpected item on it. Parking at a hotel. 99% of the time, I stay at low to mid-range hotels where there's no fee to park. In February of this year, I was required to attend a conference at a fancier hotel where the parking was $70 a day. I had to stay at this hotel for numerous reasons not the least of which was that I had a ton of materials to haul from my room to the presentation area daily, then back again. This was in a very large metro area where the nearest travel lodge would have been a 30-minute drive. Anyway, from my long service history with the company, I know this is a reimbursement allowed expense. I let my boss know this when confronted, which prompts him to pick apart my report. Boss then decides to tell me I can't take rideshare to the airport anymore. I have to drive and pay for parking. Here's where the malicious compliance kicks in. For every report since then, I've turned $100 in mileage and at least $120 in parking. Round trip rideshare never costs more than $120 round trip. So far, I've cost the company about $800 more than with rideshare. In December, I'll give them a cost breakdown because that's not my job to do. Screw them. I'm just wondering, when faced with a situation like this, where you know the company is being totally hard and difficult, and it's actually costing them more money, would you want to just like keep on going with it and try to make them bleed that money for as long as possible until they realize it? I'd love to know what you guys think. If a manager's this annoying and this hard on you, would you take that maybe petty route and just milk it till they figure it out? Let me know in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time that we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.